Security around operational technology, or OT, has become a crucial part of critical infrastructure planning. We're speaking with Anand Oswal of Palo Alto Networks about how to secure your OT systems. Anand, tell us about your role at Palo Alto Networks. I lead the network security product portfolio. So engineering, product management for all of network security, which includes our firewalls, our cloud-delivered security services, our SD-WAN business, and SASE, Secure Access Service Edge. Anand, we're discussing operational technology and security. For folks who are not familiar with that, can you give us some background? Digital technology has impacted every single industry, enabling us to have new use cases, new outcomes, new experiences for consumers as well as for businesses. And one of the interesting aspects of digital technology for me has always been the rise of uh, connected devices. If you think of operational technology, these are part of what we call as critical infrastructure, right? Uh, OT systems are a combination of hardware and software, but they used to automate a bunch of stuff, whether it's in manufacturing or oil and gas or mining. As these devices get connected, securing them and thinking about the architecture holistically becomes very important. So OT security then primarily focuses on devices, is that correct? It's the infrastructure that they have. So if you think of a manufacturing plant, it's securing all of these operational devices. In the pandemic, and it's been happening even before the pandemic, more and more devices started getting connected because you couldn't have somebody go to the, to the manufacturing plant, and in many cases, you don't have people always being able to go to a remote oil rig, et cetera. Now, there's a lot of efficiency that you get when all of these devices are connected. But as you connect more and more devices, the attack surface increases, which means that you now think about how you secure your infrastructure very holistically. So a primary issue with OT security as opposed to traditional IT, information technology security, is this very broad attack surface, as you were just describing. I would put them as four key challenges, Michael. First is visibility. Now, you can only secure what you see. So understanding what is in your network is extremely important. And you cannot do this in a manual fashion. The traditional way of doing it through a database or through a signature to understand exactly what the devices are is very cumbersome. There are many legacy devices. You want to understand what the device is. You want to understand the make. You want to understand the model. You want to understand the version of software runs. You want to understand the vulnerabilities that it may have. So you've got to think about visibility very holistically. It needs to be powered through machine learning. It needs to get better every time you do it, and it cannot be done statically. Now, if you tell me we got that done, I'll say that's good. Visibility is the first step because, like I said, if you don't know, you can't secure. But having visibility is not good enough. Now what do you do with that? And if you look at traditional OT security vendors, they only focus on visibility. That's only a part of the problem. Once you understand all the devices that you have in your network, how they're connected, the next step is what I call as segmentation. In very simple terms, segmentation means who should talk to whom. And you do that on the principles of least privilege, the principles of zero trust. So by default, you talk to nobody, and then you allow what connections you want to allow based on what you need. So if you have in your manufacturing plant a lathe machine that is connected, does it need to talk to um, the camera in your manufacturing plant? Maybe not. So you need to decide what policies you set. 
Now again, these rules and policies cannot be done manually. Majority of issues that we see in cybersecurity are because of manual ways of doing things. We want to be able to understand the intent. We want to be able to understand who should be talking to whom, templatize that, automate that based on comfort levels of the plant owner so that you can get it into an automated fashion there. You can get these policies set up. So that's the second step. The third step is as these devices get more and more connected to the outside world for a variety of different reasons, because they want new patches of software, they want vulnerabilities, they have maintenance issues that you don't want to send somebody always in person. The attackers are getting more and more sophisticated. So the traditional way of using signatures and databases to help prevent you against these threats is not going to work. And that's why you have new technology, which are machine learning powered way in which you're able to detect threats that you have never seen before. Not just threats that have happened in the past. And you want to do that in line and in real time to help protect the most evasive uh, threats that we are seeing. The fourth challenge that we have in OT environments comes from, you know, many of the OT environments are built using legacy architectures. As you can imagine, they've been built many, many years ago. How do you ensure that you can simplify the operations? Many of these OT environments have heavy requirements for compliance. How do you ensure that you simplify and make these environments more audit ready in terms of what devices are there, who, who's talking to whom, how are you protecting them? That makes the, the life of the plant owner much easier. So they can focus on what their business needs versus other things. Anand, as you mentioned, this is critical infrastructure. These are manufacturing plants. So the consequences of an attack are particularly severe. 100% agree, Michael. This is all what we call critical infrastructure. We saw in the past, we had um, the colonial pipeline incident that happened. Look, we were not able to have 2.5 million barrels of oil ship. It resulted in increases of prices. It was a ransomware attack that happened. So when attacks happen on critical infrastructure, the effects are catastrophic, if I may call it. So securing critical infrastructure cannot be an afterthought. You need to ensure that you're thinking security first and ensuring that you're building a zero trust architecture across your OT environment to help protect these highly evasive threats. So you get the benefits of all the things that you get with connected devices, but you're staying ahead of the attackers. You've described this very complex landscape where the consequences of an attack can be particularly severe. How has this informed your product strategy at Palo Alto Networks? Our mission at Palo Alto Networks is to make sure that every day is more secure than the day before. And if you think about critical infrastructure, if you think of OT networks, it's very important to think about it from a security first principles. When we talk to our OT customers on how can they go about it, we say, look, I understand the challenges that you have. You have no visibility into your devices. You don't have the right policies of segmentation. You want to protect yourself from threats. You have legacy architectures that need a lot of compliance. The way to approach it is to have zero trust architecture across your entire OD infrastructure. That's one. The second, manage the life cycle of all your devices on the critical infrastructure, step two. And the last step is really around simplifying your operations. So let me talk to you about all the three points I mentioned. If you think about the first point, which is helping OT customers adopt a zero trust architecture. Zero trust, in my view, is very, in a very simple way, is no notion of implied trust. So how do you ensure that the right user, the right device, is accessing the right data, the right application, the right infrastructure components, 
and you do those things on a continuous basis. You have no notion of implied trust. So just because I am in a factory floor and I'm able to plug in, get onto the OT network, I don't have any different rights than somebody else because in OT environments, you have uh, people coming into the floor, you have people remotely accessing a bunch of equipment, you have machines talking to machines. You gotta think about all of this very holistically from a zero trust perspective. So that's the first thing. The second, you have a lot of devices which may be running end of life software. You have a lot of devices that may need vulnerability patching and management. Now, if you think about the, the person on the plant floor, or if, even if you think about other environments, they, are not may, they may not be the experts on understanding all the intricacies of this. So how do you make it easy? How do you make it simple for them to be able to get their job done and taking the load of them? The third is really on simplifying their operations. Look, as OT vendors have built their networks, they have not thought to security first. How do you simplify the operations? Adding additional point products, adding additional point solutions to the infrastructure is only going to increase the operational complexity. When I talked to a plant operating officer recently, he said that my job is to basically ensure that I can make more money, I can save money, and I want to stay out of trouble. So three simple things. And that's exactly what the business owner will think about. So they can make more money when their equipment is working, there's no issues, there's no stops. They want to save money. So reduce their operational complexity, reduce their operational costs, simplify their architecture, and stay out of trouble, which means that keep them secure all the time. Given all of this, how can organizations ensure that their OT systems are actually secure? It's a multi-step process. First, they need to understand, get full visibility into the network. Because like I said, I can only secure something if I have visibility into what it is. And we make it very easy. No need for additional sensors or additional equipment for you to install in your environment for you to get visibility. You enable the OT uh, security service, and within 24 to 48 hours, we will learn majority of your OT devices on your network. We'll tell you which of them have what vulnerabilities, which need to be patched, etc. Once you do that, we'll help you automatically create policy rules and constructs that you can help define who should talk to whom and set the right policies on the principles of least privilege. So getting you on the path of building a zero trust network. What are some of the best practices for deploying OT security? We think about having a thought through zero trust architecture. And that comes down from having the right enforcement points at the right places, deciding who should talk to whom, identifying the user, identifying the device, making sure that as these devices and users are accessing applications, infrastructure outside, they're fully secure, and doing this not one and done. It's very important that we do this on a continuous basis because the threats are not happening only when you set up the connection. They can happen anytime on a continuous basis, and you need to watch for that. You need, also need to watch for lateral movement of threats in case you get attacked. So you want to basically minimize the attack surface always. And that comes with the right level of policies that you enable on your infrastructure to the constructs of zero trust. Anand, you've described some industrial applications of OT security. What about medical and enterprise? If you think about connected devices in the medical industry, Michael, have transformed the healthcare we receive. In the pandemic, I was able to even go to a hospital with almost no interaction with anybody except the doctor. 
60% of medical devices today in hospitals are connected. We have research from our Unit 42 which talks about a large number of infusion pumps or the healthcare devices running end-of-life operating systems. And if you remember in 2017 when WannaCry happened, it was running an end-of-life operating system. So medical is very similar in terms of the problems we solve because we want to ensure that you have all the right constructs of your IOMT, or in this case it's called medical device security, available for the healthcare providers. From visibility into what's onto the network, to right segmentation, to ensuring that you have right access to infrastructure applications securely, and do that on a continuous basis. So you're embedding the security knowledge into the software, thereby lightening the the expertise load to some extent of the folks who are working in the organization. We're using the power of technology for them to basically identify all devices on the network, understand the asset utilization of the variety of devices, understand how many you have, then automate the creation of segmentation rules and policies that they can deploy to help really simplify their operations and keep them more secure. What are some of the key technologies that go into play to ensure that an organization has the right kind of OT security? Most OT devices will have firewalls when they talk to the outside world. The firewall can act as a sensor. You can have ruggedized firewalls deeper into your ICS network, and these all act as sensors. The idea that we have in terms of visibility for these is really powered by machine learning, both supervised and unsupervised learning to identify all of your OT devices on your network, understand not just the device, the device type, the device make, the device model, etc. Then once you have that, we're really trying to automate everything else, your segmentation rules, your policies, etc. If you think about how you protect these devices from threat and ransom and malware, 95% of all malware in the world today is morph malware. It's variations of existing malware. We stop those in line, in real time, on the enforcement point that the customer has. It could be a hardware firewall, it could be a software firewall, it could be a cloud-delivered network security to SASE. For malware that needs additional static analysis, we're able to do that in line, real time. Really our goal, Michael, is to protect all threats we want to be able to use the power of machine learning and AI to stop all threats in line, real time, including threats that you have never seen before. Can you describe any enterprise examples? There are many examples in the enterprise as well. There's research that shows that over a billion devices will be connected by 2030. Now, many of these will be in enterprises. Of course, many will be in the home, in medical, uh, in OT environments as well. Now, the same rules apply. If you think about in the enterprises, most enterprises don't know what's on the network. They turn on our IoT security for the enterprise. They are, in many cases, surprised at the number of devices that they have. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know I had all these devices, and now I know what I have them. And then they can use that information to set the right policies based on least privilege and zero trust so to make sure that they don't have any lateral movement of threats and they're really having it secure. Again, this concept of the visibility, the analysis, and overall the, the full life cycle. We want to make sure that we don't give our customers just part of the solution. Like I said, visibility is really important because if you can see something, you can secure it. But giving me only visibility is not good enough. I want to take that visibility and then help you automatically create rules for your policy. 
I want to enforce those policy constructs. I want to secure the connection that goes out to protect you from ransomware, from threats, from malware. And I want to simplify your operations. And in many cases, at least in medical and infrastructure, you want to help them understand more about their asset utilization, etc. In medical, it's very important that there's a shelf life of devices, but then there's also a cyber life of devices because if devices run end-of-life operating systems, it's unsafe to use them. What's the best way for folks to begin? First, don't go with another point product or solution that adds more operational complexity to your existing environment. Use the infrastructure you already have. So in cases that we have with our customers at Palo Alto, it's very easy for them to turn on any of these devices. And the first is get visibility. That's in 24 to 48 hours, you can get visibility to all your connected devices. But then use that to embark on how do you get zero trust access policies, segmentation rules, continuous inspection, visibility into all of that to simplify your entire operations. Anand, are there resources or can you share advice or final thoughts for folks who are listening? Yes, there's a lot of resources that we have on paloaltonetworks.com on how you can secure enterprises, how you can secure your medical environments, and how you can secure critical infrastructure, which includes things like manufacturing plants, oil and gas, mining, both for um, networks which are connected, but also networks which are semi-air-gapped because it's a journey for many of these customers as they start connecting their devices. And it'll start with the same constructs of zero trust, a consistent architecture that we have, visibility, segmentation, rules and policies, application of those policies, continuous inspection of us for any threats that you have, and simplifying your operations. Those are the constructs that we have in terms of how we secure IoT devices in the enterprise, medical devices in hospitals, and OT devices in critical infrastructure environments. Anand Oswald, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Thank you, Michael.